It's the Tiltcast episode 450, Phalanges. And this week, guys, we talked Deep Rock Galactic, Final Fantasy 15 Windows Edition, Everspace 2, and Watch Dogs Legion. Stay tuned. <laughs> and the dog is naked. It takes two hands. It's the Tiltcast. Yeah, there's no one hand in that bitch. Yeah, well, she's now over here because she doesn't have a handle, and she's like, fuck with rusty time. Woohoo! Hey, uh, it is an M-rated show, and it is Friday, January 22nd, uh, at about 9.30 p.m. Central Time, in the year of 2021, which I don't have a sub a sub-level for at this point. I just hear licking. Rusty's kissing, the dog's kissing back. Rusty's kissing, the dog's kissing back. <laughs> you we're, think you we're can exchanging. We're, we're, I, <laughs> we're exchanging looks. Licking the dog's face. She's like, she licks her butt, so whatever. She does. <laughs> hey, you know what? Um, just to let you guys know, uh, before we get started, I don't even know how to get started. I'm Nos. <laughs> I'm Jason. I'm Rusty. And you can hear about 30 minutes of bullshit. Bullshit. Some games, some news. Uh, we are all three remarking at our extreme energy levels as we got into the studio today. Super fucking Rusty. energetic. Rusty's getting over a migraine or mm. in the middle of a migraine. I'm on all sorts of allergy medicine and got over a migraine. And both me and Jason's work is fucking ridiculous right now. Yeah. Yep. Woo. I was taking a nap when Jason got here. Oh. He was. Well, at 8 o'clock at night. I mean, I was not, like, on time, so there's that. Though we have started later. Um, <laughs> it's It's just been, like, a really low-energy situation. This whole fucking week has been... This whole last week's been weird. Well, it's like we were talking about Game of the Year, and we'll be honest, uh, none of us worked on it this week. Yeah, it was... In fact, Rusty and Jason both haven't worked on the goddamn episode yet, so I, I have yet to post it. it. Yeah, Guilty. Uh, I, I really don't have anything to say. I, I have gamed. It's been it's a rough... Just, oh, yeah, it's just been a it's been a low-energy week. It's just my brain was in, the, uh, in, in a state of, I need to... I need to relax, and while it doesn't take very long for me to do what I need to do with it, it's just my the will to do anything just flies out the fucking door when you're just exhausted, you know? So you just want to, like, have fun, you know? And uh, I'm pretty sure anybody that's had to deal with anything... Anything fucking like mentally draining is un- uh, understands that yeah there's shit you need to do, but there's things that you want to do to try to get some form of normality back into your life, and sometimes the things you need to do get kind of pushed aside for a little bit. Yeah, that happened for like five days for me. So, <coughs> well, <laughs> so. I mean, I will tell you. My level of stress this week got me to the point of I thought I was grading something in VR. And for a full 10 minutes yesterday morning, I thought that I had to continue. I was trying to figure out what it was that I needed to grade in VR. I do a lot of grading and calibration as part of my job. Okay. And so I woke up 
and I, I can't even describe it, but it was like I I was vir- in virtual reality, like <laughs> this is gonna sound ridiculous, but grading something to do with a blockchain and my employees. Wow. And I woke up in a stupor trying to figure out how that tied in. And I kept, I was in a real panic. So I came in here and logged in a full hour and a half early. And by the time my VPN connected, I was like, oh, fuck. What and time turned, is it? Yeah. And I turned the computer off and it's like, God. That shit's. Mm, that's, you, a, that's my level of like stress is going to bed with some type of anxiety and my brain interpreting it as something really weird. Dude. I I actually had something. It's not quite that, but I uh, I remember I, it vividly because it was so ridiculous. Yeah. Well, yes. What? <laughs> I mean, everything. You know, a lot of what I do has to do with fucking you know managing the massive amount of emails that comes in and uh, into a business, right? Um, and for whatever reason, I had this weird fucking dream that somehow. My Outlook had actually gotten access to literally everybody's emails, and I was sitting there watching my inbox go from, like, zero, where I like to keep it, to fucking 10,000 in a few seconds. And... You really don't want to open my email. And and it was... For me, my own personal hell is clicking each one of the emails so that it's not bold anymore. Uh, and, and, and like reading the subject lines. So I was doing that and going up the list as the list kept going to like 20,000, 30,000, 40,000. And I, I, when I woke up, I had this severe case of anxiety because I then felt like I needed to log into work and check my email to make sure that this wasn't actually happening. (laughs) And I wasn't 50,000 fucking emails deep. I currently have (laughs) undeleted emails, 6,700 right now. 60, uh, I couldn't do it. I get, so when I took five days off, it came back to 900 plus emails. I couldn't do it, dude. I couldn't. And most of it, to be fair, right, these are not personal emails. This is not somebody writing my letter. Right, yeah. Most of what I get is... Attendance, attendance update, status update, this thing broke, this thing was repaired. Those types of random things that come through that they feel like have to be notified that everybody on any management level needs to know. Yeah, yeah. Um, These are the different learning assignments that were assigned to your employees. Just that kind of bullshit. Right. I've got it all set to auto-filter for most things, but, like, things that I actually have to reply to, here's the crazy thing. So, like, a hundred of the auto-emails, right? There's probably 50 to 75 regular emails that I have to have some form of response for. Right. And it's always deep in that fucking shit. And, and you then have to somebody like will be like, you it. didn't see that? And you're like, well, maybe if you took technical writing and you didn't just give me word vomit all through that and just wrote like two quick sentences and five bullet points, I would have picked up that that's what you're trying to get across. Yes, please. Yes. Just don't make me read between the lines on a fucking complex email. Look. It's like if you need to talk to me, talk to me, but don't send me look. Don't send me a book. Yeah. Meetings are fine and all, but it could probably be done in an email in about three sentences, and that's about all we need. Like cut the cut the shit. We've got these like 
<laughs> like I won't say exactly what it is, but like there's a status change that I have to do when people are coded to do different things, right? Right. And that status change um, is set up usually about 12 to 13 times a day times four people at a time, right? Yeesh. And so that's another automatic accept that I get from three other people that also look at the same status updates. Oh, God. That happens every single day. So anyways, all that boring shit aside, like, you do that a lot, and especially when the workload gets heavy, it, like, creeps into your brain somehow. That's exactly it. That's, you know, that's what I've, it's what I felt like. I don't know. I just have weird quirks. You, know, I mean, you got, you like, know Jason, me. who's, like, his uh, work's godfather, that they seem to give him a little bit of everything. Basically. It's like he's got to check everybody's temperature. He's also got to, like, like Every... check in on all the employees. He's got to, like... Ch- Check on on all the attendance bullshit, and then he like, yeah, he just he just basically does a little bit of everything. And whenever I get anxious about like, what I have to do, he wears like seven hats. I think about what Jason has to do, and I'm like, okay, my shit's not that bad. <laughs> and uh, so, and on top of that, we we he's recent, like everybody's boss to a little degree. We we recently lost an employee who did all of the operations reporting for. Uh, for the call center operations. Yes. Oh. Um, the dog wants to. And outside, outside of the uh, uh, the vice president of the financials and her assistant, I'm the only other person who know. You can hear in that. the building who had a who had a true working knowledge of how all of his reports happen. Um, so I got additional job responsibilities, titles, and thank God, additional salary. But, but you know, he does a little bit of, a little bit of everything. Yeah. And, and, and this week, so I finally started feeling like by the end of la- last week, I was starting, starting to feel like I was starting to kind of figure everything out and get it all lined out. Cause on top of that. I still have to supervise five agents that are my direct reports. Yes. Yes. Um, and then this week was just. Right. You know, steamroller. Yeah. 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 There, there, there was a new request by a VP or a manager every day this week. Just having to deal with anybody that has the title of VP or, you know, manager well, really. Our um, call center director is technically vice president of call center operations. Well, I'm vice president of the toilet, so, so I mean. <laughs> he he has du- dual roles on top of. I am vice yeah. president of the men's office bathroom. Woohoo! That is my place. But, no, I mean, he's good people, so he just. He expects a lot out of everybody. Uh, with an operation our size, unfortunately, plenty of people have play multiple role, have multiple hats. So, I just have more. Yeah, <laughs> the difference is, is I work for a corporation that there's about ten thousand people, so the roles are a little bit more specific. Yeah, and, and Jason works mil- for a company that has employees like five hundred people between multiple sites. Maybe. Right. Yes. Yes. And, and and in fact, our, well, our the site you're at, you're probably under a hundred, right? Uh, yes. Well, for the call center side, yes. 
for the you know of course there's other shit i i don't have to deal with like accounting and sales and right that stuff but yeah for call center operation yeah we're way smaller than than any but than in than most people would would think of yes like we employ less than than 200 call center agents across both of our call centers nice i am not in a call center (laughs) Yeah, this, I this, work in a classified location. <laughs> I work in one of the smallest departments in my company, and our group consists of about 300-plus people. Yeah. Of just that. And we're the small group. We deal with training, yeah. so. So, but, hey, I still feel fortunate. We've, we've all still got jobs, despite what so yeah. many other people have to That's go through. That's true. I mean, I might not have a glamorous job. But I have a job. Rusty may not have a glamorous job, but he still has a job. Jason might not have a glamorous job, but we all have jobs. I really don't have a glamorous job. Nobody wants my job. Nope. (laughs) Nope. Not even other people at my company want my job. And you don't want my job either. I don't think anybody in this table wants each other's job. Fuck that shit. Well, I just don't I wouldn't your mind your job. I just don't want your hours. Yep, same. Okay, break something fucking worth a million and a half dollars and then, <laughs> then have to fucking answer for it. Yeah, that's not a thing that you want to do. <laughs> With all that said, though, um, there were some. I think, I think I can speak for everybody and say you don't want to hear about the rest of our week. Right. No. Um, it's basically... But we can concentrated. tell you a tale of some co-op gaming. And we will next Ooh. week Ooh. work on some Game of the Year stuff. Yeah. Is that okay? That, can I say that? Yeah, 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 yes. Tentatively. Ow. No. Fucking dog. Seriously? She bit you. She's, she's over here using my fingers as a chew toy. Look. I think you guys can all hear her. What happens is she t- her collar gets off and then she gets more more goofy and you can hear that she's smiling and looking at rusty's face and she's standing on her hind legs looking him deep in the eyes yes and she just wants she just just needs to mount you (laughs) what she does is um (laughs) seriously what that means see how she's looking longingly into your eyes she let her mount she's gonna mount come on here come on I'm ready for you. Come on. Uh, is she going to do it? No. Is it anticlimactic? Yes. Rusty's got his arms Whatever. Up. You bitch. I mean. <laughs> she wanted it until you offered it. I know. She's Just a like a woman. <laughs> she, what she does is if you're sitting down in these chairs and you lean See, back. And she's back. I put the fucking It was the earbuds. The, it I was the, the ear- earbuds. I put the earbuds in. All right, Look. Look. <laughs> and now Rusty's half wrestling the pit bull into the hallway. Look, I'm gonna need you to like be less cute. I mean, I can't have you be less cute. So, oh <laughs> I hope this is picking up. I can hear it through my headphones. <laughs> <laughs> if you get her too wild up, Rusty. I mean, she's already riled up. She, she had her. Me. She had her Benadryl. Nah. That's that's what. 
to be honest, like that does have a little bit of effect. <clears throat> and to be fair, if you guys are wondering, you can give a milligram of Benadryl to a dog per pound of body weight. I give her the little 25 milligram Benadryls. And it, it, it takes a little bit of edge off of her. And also, she gets allergies like crazy. So she gets well, Benadryl about every other day. She's also albino, so she has very sensitive skin. And it can be a thing that... Yeah, she'll if she, if sometimes when I don't, she'll like bite the end of her tail off, basically. Wow. Okay. Well, that's because she's extreme. itchy. Yeah, she pulls all the hair off the end of her tail, um, and just continues to itch, 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 itch. And it helps her stop doing that. I mean, the the other thing that she gets prescribed is uh, trazodone, um, which I feel like turns her into a, a crazy dog, and I don't like it. Yeah, I don't give it to her very often. I've got, I've had a a script of fifty pills for about six months. Why are you putting a condom on your thumb? <laughs> yeah. What is this? A rusty little. It looks a lot. It looks like an unripped condom that he put on his thumb. Uh. So yeah. <laughs> I have. Uh, I'm I, fully derailed. I mean, that probably is one of his condoms. <laughs> Is this so you just is you stick one in the stink while you jerk it or what? No, that's not what this is for. You need to explain. That that would be bad. You need to jump into explaining here because it's kind of weird. Okay, so I'm I work with a lot of isopropyl alcohol in my in in my daily work, and what happens with uh, with isopropyl with isopropyl alcohol after you know if it doesn't have like it's not the same stuff as hand sanitizer. This is straight up fucking alcohol. It is a drying agent for a lot of shit. Yeah, because it evaporates super fast, right? Well, it dries the fuck out of my cuticles and uh, causes my fingers to, you know, to actually literally split open and bleed. So I was looking, I mean, I use lotion like all the fucking time, but I couldn't get... This actually explains all the lotion. Right, exactly. That's just what I use. I just thought he wanted to have silky smooth palms. That explains the lotion... Since he started this job, uh, that doesn't you. explain the lotion <laughs> for you. the years before this job. That was That's product true. research. All right. So, um, <laughs> what, what, yeah, product research. Let, let's did, hear it. Let's, yes, yeah. uh, product research. So, uh, so in, in the interest of trying to figure out like different products that I could use to, uh, to, you know, because the skin actually peels off of my fucking fingertips and it's, it, drives me fucking crazy. So I have been wearing a a band-aid basically over it so I don't pick at it. Uh and then I found these things that very this Thumb is dubs. actually this is actually the better version of it. This a silicone, you know, basically a, a finger cot is what it's called. It's a fi- it looks like a thumb condom. But it's you know white silicone and I've, when I put it on it was a finger condom. Well, I'll tell you, that's not the worst version of it. Like, does everybody at your work wear finger condoms? No, it's just me. Um, Why don't you just wear gloves? What for? Like plastic gloves. uh, Like Nortal gloves for you know for doing what I do. I because I do so much of it, I would go through a lot more gloves than that, and I'm, I'm I. Rusty's a little bit OCD. Yes. 
I I can't I you can't cannot. deal with the sweaty hand in the. I cannot. I cannot. Um. So, <clears throat> just tear a little hole in the palm. <laughs> no, no. Uh, it'll let your hand breathe. The um. It won't be symmetrical though. No, it won't, and that would drive me fucking crazy. The uh the the situation with the isopropyl alcohol is never going to go away from you know with what I do. Um. So I try to protect my hands as much as possible and then i try to repair any damage and this is this was one attempt i bought these so that i could what is it called it's a finger cot that's really all it is i mean you can get these for um what are they normally used for well for fingertip uh i mean for fingertip injuries basically if you have a like a split thumb or something like this is supposed to prevent like dirt and shit from getting into your wound, right? This is just for me to not have it split open anymore and also so that I can put moisturizer in there and, you know, kind of like keep it in a spot instead of it spreading all no, over the place. I get it. I I actually we keep those around the house cuz it's right now it's really hard for uh uh to keep a band-aid on any of titan's fingers is he always busting his fingers yeah i mean he's a he's a six-year-old boy i mean he's always busting them (laughs) cutting them whatever right fair um but his uh his skin and just how hard he plays and everything it band-aids don't last long Right. right so we take one of those you put it over the finger that has the Band-Aid on it. And then, I mean, obviously they're too big for his fingers because his fingers are still tiny. But you can, but we take like medical tape and just tape the bottom of it. Right. It allows you to wash the base your of his finger. Have... And then he can get his hand wet, yeah. you know, do whatever and not affect the Band-Aid. So, because even the waterproof Band-Aids. Yeah, they fall off. They, Yeah. Well, isopropyl alcohol actually will take adhesive off, so I can't even yeah. wear band-aids while at work. I can't cover it up in any way, shape, or form. So I've been looking for something that I could just. I need to have, to, you know, I need to have fine motor movement in my hands, which is why I don't like gloves. I mean, surgeons um, wear gloves. I understand that, and I am not a surgeon. Um, I. They also aren't generally aren't applying that directly with their own hands usually it is a it is a nurse or a second surgeon who's uh seconding the procedure who's doing all of the but all of them wear gloves disinfectant yes i understand i get it i understand right i know where you're coming from but i am not operating on a human being i am operating on something which if it's you talk less. to the person, if you talk to the people who actually own this equipment, but I'm just going to keep destroying think, your argument. But he he is right though. You you could wear nitrile or latex gloves with just minimal like impact feel. to your he likes the feel job of, performance of metal on skin. Yes, I have also pulled a CPU pin off of a fucking CPU processor because my fucking glove stuck to it. So. That's not going to happen again on another fucking $4,000 processor. Fuck loves. Anywho, um, I was looking at other options, and this was the cheaper option. 
I am going to now show you a picture of what looks to be actual finger condoms made out of latex. Uh, those that... are actually the ones we have because yeah. they come in. They cut <laughs> you. You basically buy them in bulk. It's like a bag of like two hundred of the fuckers. Yes, that's exactly what that is. Six dollars. <laughs> You too can have micro penis condoms. Uh, <laughs> that's what it looks like. Is like it's like covering it for does, multiple. Small it does penises. until until you roll it on, and then you realize it's contoured for a finger, not a penis. Well, I mean, <laughs> people are built different ways. I'm just saying. <laughs> I mean, unless your penis looks like my thumb. Yeah. yeah. Which I mean, there are some. <laughs> We're not going there. <laughs> We're not going there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, gonna, it just wouldn't fit. It's just a little saying. cock right there. <laughs> Finger dicks. <laughs> Can't use that as a title. No, no, we're not going to use that as a title. But yeah, I mean, it's it's like okay, look, look, dog. Yeah, please go elsewhere. Um, the uh, Phalan- hand phalanges, phalan- hand rubbers. <laughs> Whoa, holy shit. Dog. Oh, my God. Look. Everything's coming apart. Oh. It's all going down. And there goes your thought, Rusty. <laughs> Look. All right. There we go. Oh. Look. Like, block the dog. Uh, she has stopped the recording before on the, uh, by jumping up on shit. So I just need to make sure. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, I, I've been, yeah, it, it's very odd. Now I've got dog hair on it. Um, it's just, (laughs) it's just a thing that I picked up, you know, and I saw and I was like, oh, well, fuck it. Now I've got, now I've got fucking like 14 finger condoms, um, of the silicone variety. Uh, but yeah, that was, um, I also in my Amazon, I did a, I did a bunch of Amazon shopping this, you know, this week and I've been looking for, and I've been looking for the same. Seriously? What? Drop, dropouts occurred during recording. I didn't catch all of it. Oh, wonderful. Because the dog is fucking with shit over there. Okay. Uh, we're still recording. So anyway, um, yeah, I, I ended up trying to buy the uh, chaffle iron that that you have. Do you know that that fucking thing is like sold out like crazy everywhere? Yeah, Jessa got it for me for Christmas. She's been watching a lot of like when I keep saying when we're doing something like, oh, she sent me another video. Um, yeah, it turns your skin gray. Um, it's because she's been watching these like keto TikToks of. Uh, People making things with the mini waffle irons. Just get a regular waffle iron. Well, I mean, I ended up pre-ordering a waffle iron, if that's a thing. (laughs) Pre-ordered it. I pre-ordered a waffle iron. Uh, I've never pre-ordered a waffle iron before, but it feels just like if you pre-order anything else. um, Anticlimactic. It just says, you will get it sometime between now and mid-February. So I'm like, oh, oh, fuck. Um, you will get it sometime between now and your funeral. It's what it feels like. And, you know, they, they have all kinds of different fucking colors for it. And I was like, whatever one since They're not that expensive, are they? Well, no. Like 15 uh, or 10 or 15 bucks. Yeah, but there's still people out there trying to scalp them, go figure. 
Um, I'm gonna have to tell Jessa about the uh, <laughs> the the black market she avoided by getting that. Yeah, they're they're uh, the same. Uh, they're fifteen dollars normally, you know, but there are sellers out there that says, "Well, we'll send it to you like next day shipping if you spend thirty dollars for it." Like, what? Uh, yeah, she uh, <laughs> she tends to usually get me something that is going to get a lot of use. Well, it's going to get a lot of use. I've I've used it probably fifteen or twenty times since Christmas. Really? I mean, it would be something that would most likely be an everyday thing. Now, I did think about getting a normal waffle iron, right? Because you got the, all the recipes are for the mini, so you have to like figure it out. Well, it's for two two truffles in the mini. It's probably just like one in the you know normal. But I, I will tell you that I made pizza crust basically with it the other day. I know. I and saw he, that, and I said, you know what? I made a double batch, and then I put the others in the fridge, and then I threw them in the toaster. Which I found out it needs more time, so I ended up throwing them in the oven to kind of get them a little bit harder. But here's, we're going to stop for just a second. Here's what was in it. So I took jalapenos. I took mozzarella, right, which already goes in a pizza, right? Italian seasoning, garlic, um, obviously an egg. Right. A little bit of all the other stuff you put in a regular one. So it's got like a little bit of almond flour and baking powder in it. Right. And then... Um, red pepper flakes. Nice. And then I turned that into four, we call them crusts or mini waffles, basically. Mm-hmm. And then I put them in the oven to get them a little bit crispy, pulled them out, and then I put pizza toppings on it. And it's like a dagwood is what I made out of it. So it's like layer of the lowest sugar sauce I could find, right? So like two tablespoons for both. Right. Then pepperoni. Then I made Italian sausage. Covered that with mozzarella, full fat, big old wedges of mozzarella, and pepperoni, sausage, another layer of mozzarella. Damn. That was too much. I mean, <laughs> damn. It was too much because there's also mozzarella, obviously, in the crust. Right. So, uh, so the second round, it was shredded mozzarella uh, as a single layer instead of like the double medallions of full fat (laughs) mozzarella that I was throwing on there. Well, I mean. Like, it almost made it impossible to poop the next day. Like, there was so much. (laughs) Fucking, yeah. Uh, And I threw it under the broiler for the last little bit, get that brown on the cheese. I've been watching all this, like, uh, food videos. There's a guy out there that does these, it's like anime cooking, sort of, so to speak. Yeah. Um, It's not really. It's like a dude that seems to know how to cook but he talks to his food and everything's shot expertly and there's like a little story that goes along with the cook and every cook is like two plus days i can't remember the name but if you look up 100 100 hour lasagna you will find the video i'm talking about a lot of his stuff is like extremely long you know or it takes he takes about i don't know four days longer than it normally would take to make a thing because he will cook a thing and then put it in the fridge uh, and then he'll cook another component of it and put it in the well, fridge. Well, he had something called like six-hour cheeseburger. Six-hour cheeseburger. What he does is taking like chuck roast, grinding his own meat, I mean, and then balling it up, seasoning it, putting it in the fridge, yep. like making his – I watched him make like his own uh, – I can't remember. But like he makes a lot of things from scratch. Yeah. Puts it in the fridge then pulls out the next thing to kind of assemble it. Yeah. 
puts it back in the fridge, and then finally heats it up all together when he's done. I mean, and he has a thing for letting things set. Uh, it's everybody's a little bit different. Um, I don't have that kind of patience. It's uh, yeah. But watching I. somebody make their own pasta for lasagna was pretty interesting. Yeah, yeah. Um, I well, I, I don't know if you've if you watch stuff if you like to watch like cooking shows on uh, on the internet because Rachel Ray, this is not. Um, you should probably you know check out the binging with Babish epi- you know episodes. No, uh, you want to see this is not Rachel Ray. So I was reading a article about TikTok the other day, and one of them, I read a few of them, uh, just about all the clones that have popped up the last few months since all the restrictions went into place, right? There is a site out there, apparently, called Naked Baking. Wait, what? Google search? My st- <laughs> stomach rumbled strangely enough. <laughs> uh, and it's a site literally full of chicks. Baking. This is going to be on my te- internet history. Teaching you baking recipes. Naked. Baking, naked. Naked baking ladies. Is that the right one? Or is that? I, I don't know. I don't know. I What's... didn't actually go to the site. I was reading an oh, article. Oh, no. We're clicking on it. I mean... <laughs> Um, wow. Uh, there is a Twitter, um, organic food. Uh, wow. Um, apparently there's a whole website. There's a whole website. Well, well, fuck Twitter's censored. Fuck this shit. Um, but uh, what? Yeah. Naked baking. Because history, right? Pinterest, Facebook. Do, 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 do. I don't see it. Or is it? I don't see it. I may be remembering the name wrong. I mean, it's a hell of a name for a catering company. Right. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. Anywho. I am. Uh, Are you gonna research that? Yeah, I'm. I'm just gonna continue to go. Go. Yeah, you need this. to do it for I the. Mean, we gotta. We he, gotta get some analytics here. He's gotta go down the. Go down the rabbit hole now. Anyways, um, which led me down a whole bunch of lot. Like in this week of like stupid overstressness, um, I have game, and I will talk a little bit about that. But, like, I went down some crazy rabbit holes. So if you're – I like a lot of music-related stuff. Yep. And there's a guy named uh, – there's a bass player on YouTube that's fairly legendary. He goes by Davey504, um, who likes to play slap bass, a lot of slap bass. Um, in fact, he's pretty ridiculously – like deadpan humor, funny. And challenges people to play bass to different things. But I was watching videos of Davey 504 and then watching videos of other people challenging him. And I guess there's another guy that goes by Charles Berthoud, I think, or something like that. Some British guy that is equally as virtuoso at bass. And they have since 
declared themselves YouTube rivals over the last year um, and do a lot of collabs as rivals, essentially, uh, which is really fucking interesting. But mm. if you're interested in some humorous bass playing, I'm a guy who's actually extremely good at bass, uh, Davey504. And I say actually extremely, I really don't know a lot of professional musicians that match the level of these two young guys. They're stupid good. Um, but they do a lot of like humor collabs oh, while being virtuosos. Naked bakers. Thank, thank you. They keep doing the research. There, there you go. Um, which also led me down another rabbit Nakedbakers.tv, Rusty. There you go. I gave you the web address directly from their Patreon. You're just, just not sponsored. Um, <laughs> <laughs> not sponsored at all. Anywho. Um, so, yeah, that led me down to weird progressive music rabbit hole. And uh, there's a guitarist uh, for the band King Crimson. <laughs> so I started watching... King Crimson live performances last night, and I haven't watched anything or listened to anything King Crimson since I was a teenager, uh, because that's the super nerdy progressive music rabbit hole I was in when I was a teenager was King Crimson and Dream Theater and Queensryche. So, right. um, but if you, Robert Fripp is the, uh, generally the uh, person that you would want to watch um, him and his wife do these videos where they play popular songs on YouTube. Um, and his 70-year-old wife um, dances and sings things like Enter Sandman or Smells Like Teen Spirit uh, while he plays guitar. And it's actually fairly goofily entertaining. And then that got me started on the King Crimson rabbit hole. Because I was like... I mean, he is in his 70s, and he is at a level that most people aren't. But uh, if you need some really weird jazz rock, I guess is what you'd call King Crimson, um, check it out. That's the, some of the most original and virtuosic, if that's a word, music I've ever experienced. Yeah. I mean, I'm a, I'm a very simple person. When yeah. it comes to music, it's, I mean, I don't. Um, they have a definitely... they have a horn they have a horn section. They have a bass player that plays a twelve string bass, I believe it is sometimes. Okay. Um, they have anywhere from one to three drummers. Um, they have two different people that play keys. They have two different people play guitar, and usually there are parts sung in their songs, but it's like for the middle two minutes, and then everything else is instrumental. There are a bunch of old dudes that really know music. Well, that's awesome. Um. I am, uh, yeah, like I said. To I plug mean, it, an old mutual friend of ours, Ansi's kind of got me on the jazz kick lately because he plays in a jazz band in New York. Um, him and his family do. Um, and so just kind of listening to him, even being dicking around is super talented. Um, and it always gets me back to like, I play guitar and it's like, yep, not even close to that level. I um, mean, anybody that can actually, you know, I'm I'm all I'm I'm all right with just about anybody that can actually do anything with an instrument because I give it a try once, twice, three times, and that didn't work out for me very well. <laughs> I think of myself as you know as somebody that would really love it, you know to uh, you know, to be able to play an instrument, and it's I know that it's an enriching experience, but I just. I'm terrible at it, so I just do what I'm good at and not 
do that. <laughs> right. Because uh, as soon as you pick up an instrument and play it poorly, pretty much everybody hates you. Um, <laughs> but that being said, um, me and Jason actually dug in and played some uh, Deep Rock Galactic together. Uh, As since yep. we got him kind of started with that the other night, we had some pretty good fun. Yeah, we he, did. He actually played the game, which is a thing. After he uh, downloaded it for Xbox Live and Steam both for some reason, I don't know why you did that. I didn't. You did too. You no liar. I only downloaded <laughs> it on Steam. We saw you playing it on Xbox. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how it showed that. I think it's, it's, un, it's possible unless that if it was because live, of my PC because I'm signed into live and my controller. Yeah, it's yeah. It didn't show up. You didn't show up as actually playing the game for the longest time, and we thought for sure you had downloaded the uh, the same game on the yeah. Wrong no, location. that that was probably while <laughs> I was. Uh, I was trying to do a bunch of stuff, get it to get my set set up to work. So I'm just happy that, that you're first playing night, PC games for fuck's that, sake. That first night I went to play it because they're using Steam Chat, and uh, I didn't have a headset that had a cord long enough to go all the way to my PC in my living room because yeah, you're playing it on your surface. That's like eight feet away. Mm-hmm. So I was playing the game on the desktop but then had the surface loaded uh-huh. to run the chat and have my earbuds plugged into the surface i mean gotta get creative it, it was creative so nice after that experience and after talking to the wife about it because you know i have a perfectly good turtle beach headset that is wireless, but only works with a with an Xbox or a Microsoft wireless receiver. <laughs> she let me buy a, a receiver. You can't buy the receiver anywhere. It's out of stock everywhere by itself. However, you can buy a brand new Xbox controller with oh the receiver God. bundled with it. Oh my God. She was like, okay, but here's the thing. You're going to put this controller up where our son can't touch it. At least if he gets to it in the living room, wherever you do put it up, at least it's not your elite controller. <laughs> right. For Titan to destroy. So yes, go ahead and get the bundle. So I got the bundle. So when we played the other night, you were playing with your controller. I was playing with my controller in the, because I just wanted to see the difference. I actually like playing it on mouse and keyboard better. Aha! 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 Fist bump. Um, Wop. Yeah, I'm still used to it. I mean, <laughs> the controller's fundamentally easier uh, as far as the combat and stuff comes, but the rest, the rest of that game just. It's a whole lot easier to be accurate with the mining and everything else with a mouse. Yeah. You get used to um, it. It's a first-person game that's kind of a given, though. (laughs) So the... uh, (laughs) But anyway, so I was using the Turtle Beach headset because now I had a wireless receiver. 
Part of my thing is, after this many years of using a keyboard and mouse at work, my I've got vertical mice for everything because I'm getting the what do you call that? Carpal tunnel. Yeah. Okay. And I was even saying it the other day. I was like, my hand is getting tired, guys. Like I was talking to my group, and I was like, I need somebody else to take over some of this stuff. I was like, I'm I'm not even joking. I've been clicking so much today. My hand is cramping. I can't do this anymore. And so when I get done with work, if it's a day that I worked, I just can't mouse and keyboard game. We're going to need you to, like, get yourself a wrist brace and, you know. That's why a, I've got the vertical mice. Like it, and a Cheeto-stained fucking I can't white sleep. t-shirt. I can't even sleep on my right side anymore because it hurts my shoulder. So I have to sleep on my left side. You need a chiropractor. But... Um, <laughs> I'll be 39 this year, so I mean, I've been doing this for a while. Yes. 21 you years. They bring tw- up age now. 21 years of working a, just gonna a go, job with a mouse and keyboard. I'm just gonna go freaking like again. Turn into dust need over a here chiropractor. In the chiropractor can help the carpal tunnels and so, the shoulders. That brings me the, to another point. Is I was uh, having some issues with so Rusty's like I'm playing Final Fantasy 15 Final on PC. Fantasy. And I was like, oh, yeah, it's on Game Pass. Yeah. And I downloaded it, and there's some kind of Windows security thing that dicks around with your settings to always check for a mouse and keyboard on the PC version for Game Pass. And, yes, it actually does the same thing on the Steam version, but on the Steam version, depending, you know, whatever your hardware setup is, right, Um Steamworks has updated a few things so it doesn't check nearly as often. Well, the Game Pass version of it has not. And so when you get into a video, for whatever reason, because it continues to switch back and forth to detect, are you using a mouse keyboard or using a controller, it dips down to the single frames per second in your cutscenes and then goes right back to unlocked 60 right after that. I have not had a problem at... I mean, I have had... Well, I will tell you. Rusty, just let me finish. Okay. I got so pissed off, right? I downloaded 180 gigs worth of shit for this game. Being super excited about it, looking really good, right? Frustrated about... you. So Game Pass games are essentially a rental, which means that folder you cannot alter the security settings for, which means there are certain things you cannot modify with that. Seriously? Um, yeah. we're going to pause. We'll be right back. A few moments later. All right. Yeah. Had a little break there because Windows wants to update. Windows. Yay, Microsoft. Fuck you. Anywho. Um, so, which led me to something else. So I started doing a lot of research, right? And after a certain amount of research, I found that I basically needed to own a different version of the game to get to this update. And then I found out that the game was going off Game Pass next month. Oh, really? So, yeah, you didn't have a whole lot of time to play it on Game Pass anyway. So then I went through Green Man, and through the rewards program, I bought, because you get XP for purchasing stuff. Right. Um, I bought it for $24 through Green Man. That's not too bad. I mean, it's it's gone for less, for sure, but, I mean, you were wanting to play the fucking game. I was that... At that level of frustration and investment, I wanted to at least check. Yeah. So, like, I ran the benchmark that wasn't tied to Windows in any way, and I was like, it, you know, it runs this stupid weird score, and it says, like, very high recommended, 
you know, and it has the deal like the Windows version doesn't. You have to trick it into thinking it's got DLSS, so you have to go through the GeForce experience to enable DLSS. Yeah, it's not wasn't built it, for it. It wasn't built for it, and so. I went through that, you know, checked the box for DLSS, and then I'm running it with the Hairworks, and, you know, right at 4K, and it runs at a very slick 60 FPS, yeah. which I was like, that's what I want to play it on. And then I was like, I felt reasonably okay about it, and then I went ahead and got the game through, you know, Steam through Green Man. Uh, and then it just works. Okay. I and I did, say, still, I did still go through the security thing because I remembered how to go through and set the exception for it to not check. It runs flawlessly. Yeah. Like, perfect. I only ever had maybe a couple frame rate drops, and that was normally on the, uh, you know, on a cinematic when it loads. And then after it loads, because it, uh, you know, Final Fantasy fifteen has a lot of those uh, where you're playing one second and the fucking, like, the movie takes over immediately at, at that moment. There's no loading. It's just like, bam, you're in a fucking, like, scene. You and know? I I genuinely wanted to, especially even just running the, you know, I never, I never gave it much of a chance. I can't remember what came out in 2016 that, like, distracted my bird brain. But I never fully even really got out of the first area. That's how much my ADD kicked in. And I was like, you know what? I don't have a lot of interest in Hitman. I know that's coming out. I have interest in Everspace, but that's an alpha. And then I have interest in Odyssey update for Elite Dangerous, but that's not out now for four months. So I resigned. That's going to be one of the next bigger titles that I... I'm going to bounce between that and Valhalla. But... Um, yeah, I did buckle down and I picked it up. I still had some, uh, some, you know, grand, uh, Santa Rusty gave me and Jason some steam bucks. So I still had steam bucks. Yeah. Steam bucks. Which is what I ended up picking up Everspace with. But, um, that being said, I have been playing Everspace 2 Alpha and there's a really big difference between this one and the last one. And it's, not just the graphical fidelity on both is pretty amazing. Um, it runs. I've got a reasonably stronger machine than I had before. Um, <laughs> That's saying something. But what I am saying is, I think on most machines it would run on 1080p ultra settings and look gorgeous. Um, I'm running it on the 4K settings because I was one of the unlucky bastards that refreshed a million times to get a 3080. Um, but it looks really, really, really fucking good. Um, and it is not a roguelite. So the last one, what you did is you kind of like went as far as you could on the run and got, you got some, I think it was cash that you used to continue to further upgrade your ship. The way this one's working out is it is a central story that you're going through. If you die, you have to restart. So yes, your dude is a clone just like he was before, but... There's some uh, tomfoolery that goes around that explains why he can't die anymore and come back to life. So now it's a open world with a linear story is what they're going for. Gotcha. The way they're doing it right now is I can tell – the one thing that's clear about it that makes it look like an alpha besides the fact that this is alpha in the top left corner. Right. 
is the fact that on the cutscenes, what they're doing is they're doing like a storyboard thing with some slight animation. And it's clear that this is the rough draft because they're doing about two animations per panel. There's a huge jump between animations. Um, but they're still telling the same story. And I don't, I think it'll be fine to tell it through a storyboard thing. Um, because that's not the central focus. It's just the plot line motivator for you doing the different objectives. But so far, um, with six axis being a weird thing with space flight, right? I was showing Rusty and Jason like to roll. You got to click the right stick and move left to right. But other than that, like it does pretty responsive with its flight. Yeah. Um, it's very arcadey. It was never meant to be semi, but it's got, Third person close, third person far, and first person that you can play in, just like the last one did. Oh, God. First person is probably vomit-inducing with the amount of speed that you have, that you roll with. But it has some RPG mechanics, so, like, there's, like, perk upgrades and things like that that you're working towards. Um, the weapons all feel pretty snappy and nice. Of course, they look really good. Right. Um, the enemy variation is a little bit more varied than it was last time, too. Um, and you're not just going into an area, grabbing the things to get your upgrade moving on as fast as possible. It's like, hey, here's the different people you're taking jobs from, kind of like a classic RPG. Um, and then you're kind of flying around the solar system. The plot line so far is kind of progressing what I'm doing to get the next level of technology to get me to different points of interest, essentially. Gotcha. So uh, it's more of a... Um... It's like a... Spa it's like... Descent mixed with Defender, mixed with what you kind of wanted. Uh, if you maybe Freelancer, this may be the maybe this may be the Freelancer. It might be. It's it's there's pretty, a lot of people looking for one of those. It's pretty close to that. Yeah, I mean something that's not fucking semi, but something that actually looks good that you know, plays tight and is, is fun. I mean, that was one of the things that I was looking for in, in the original other space, but the, uh, the, the, the roguelike mechanics are pretty tough, right? The roguelike mechanics basically are, you know, it, it's tuned in such a way that you will die. That's, that's kind of the whole point of a roguelike is that you start off really fucking weak. You die a fuckload of times and then after certain amounts of upgrades, you'll end up actually having longer and longer runs. To My the original Everspace it. runs were like three minutes. Right. And like I could play it in easy for like 30 minutes and I played on normal and it would be like a four or five minute run. And the longest normal run I ever had was like 25 minutes. Right. And that's kind of, it was not the thing that I was looking for, you know, especially once you, you get a decent weapon or you get some form of upgrade that is useful for that run that you like. And then you end up doing another run that has shit weapons in it, or you get a bad roll or whatever. It's just, um, it's, it was the, that was the one thing that really made me not like Everspace very much at all. Everspace two kind of going in a different direction and not being a roguelike is actually a good thing for me. It means that I probably will play this and play it a whole lot more than the original Everspace. It's been a – granted, I've only put about three hours in it, but I've been able to pick up and put it down. It's been a lunch playthrough game. Um, I tend to spend about – I get an hour lunch sometimes, 
And if I get a full hour lunch, then I spend about 20 minutes at lunch and about 40 minutes gaming. And it's fit into that little crook pretty good, just where our, most of that time's come from. The initial hour and a half or so was the night that I picked it up. Um, and it's a fairly large download. I want to say it's 50 gigs. Yeah, but it looks fucking fantastic. Lots of really interesting stuff, too, just to kind of speak to it. Like flying inside of asteroids. I know you did a little bit of that, but it kind of turns it into its own biome. And you guys saw a little bit of that. Um, original Everspace had no planet side anything. Right. I flew down. When you got here, I was flying down to a planet to pick up a mission. Um, and there was some planet-side fighting. So Planet-side fighting, and then on top of that, I was going inside a mine in the planet. Right. Um, Which then, of course, for me, it just screamed descent because you didn't necessarily – you could kind of hover in spots, you know? So it was – you didn't have a whole lot of, like, forward momentum. You still still flew in a in a direction, but you had – the six degrees of freedom, and you could kind of stop almost. And that's how every space flies. Like, it's a lot of it is like hover in place, fire, 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 like hide, take cover behind asteroids. Right. Um, use your boost to get yourself in a better position to fire. And that's. And you're using the environment for cover. And then, of course, I saw this comment somewhere on a Reddit thread like, Everspace's stuff, so there were some people going back and forth and saying, Everspace's stuff doesn't look realistic space. And somebody said, yeah, but it looks like the way that I wish space did look <laughs> because it looks really cool. I mean, yeah. I mean, Somewhere in the galaxy, I'm sure, is that varied and crazy with the way that it looks. Yeah. I mean, yeah, sure. Like Elite does the emptiness of space very well. Yes. I mean, if you want to look into the black, you look into Elite. But, uh, I mean, the only times you get that kind of crazy variation is you fly into like the mining areas next to ring planets and you got the planet in the background which looks crazy awesome with the stark darkness on the other side of the rocks like it just it gets so black right um but you know it's it's a very you know arcade versus sim kind of thing they're kind of apples and oranges yeah i mean i've found some really cool looking things in elite but yeah it's you have to travel for it you don't just go to it. This you is know? every environment they have decided needs to look pretty extra, and that's I'm fine with it. And that, and that's fine. I mean, that's it's, that's it, sci-fi. It, it it makes your graphics card say, "Yay, I got a cool graphics card." Yeah, <laughs> um, yay, I can play around things. Um, but Aerospace pretty pretty rad so far. Yeah. I will let you know what I finally give it. I'm getting to the end of uh, Watch Dogs too. I have figured out that I have overextended that game. Yeah? Okay. Yeah. Well. I, I will stick to my original story of play in permadeath mode because. You mean Watch Dogs Legion? Legion, yeah. Okay. That's actually what I meant. Thank you. Okay. Um, I will say stick to playing in permadeath mode because it gives a level of risk reward that you don't have. Um, there are certain missions that I completed that I ended up sacrificing my agent to complete. I just said it's too hard. I'm just going to sacrifice them. But I recruited a huge pool of agents to kind of play around with. And I've lost some some that I really wanted. Like I had one that had like an unlimited download, key download range that also had an ability that could like shock people in their tracks, um, which was really cool. But mm -hmm. I lost her in a really random gunfight, like 
when you're driving the spider bot around, for some reason, when it gets detected by guards, your guy drops their little crazy helmet down, and then everybody focuses on your guy. And I had thought, forgot about that. It gives you an indicator you're getting attacked, but I thought it was the spider bot. So I didn't realize that my character, who was sitting right in front of the security gate, was also getting shot by security guards while I was running my spider bot around. Whoops. So... I, I've just got one question about uh, about this game. You you explained to me about a fairly crazy over the top character, uh, the, uh, <laughs> the 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 grandma. Uh, I have a grandma that's still alive. You, oh, she's still alive. Yeah, okay. she has the gun kata skill. Okay. <laughs> um, what this means, and I've made her look as. Uh, I've got two grandma hitmen, and I think that's like a class. <laughs> I mean, it, yeah. So grandma hitman number one is dressed like a grandma. The other grandma is kind of dressed kind of punk rock, so I'm going for this whole punk rock theme with my characters. I mean. So everybody's got like like studded jackets, basically. I mean, it, it kind of fits the area. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's London. Come on. Right. Right. Like – Almost the origins of punk, right? Right. So anyways, um, so non-punk rock grandma like has the gun kata skill. And she has her default loadout as a desert eagle. Uh, and then like a, wow. a light machine gun. Oh, <laughs> it's like something that'll just not rattle even as, her apart no matter what she fires. Yeah. And then <laughs> she has the gun kata skill. Which means that she takes does if she's got a gun equipped and you do a takedown, she shoots them. So it's stuff like when she's in stealth mode, doesn't have the gun equipped, she will use piano wire to choke people out. <laughs> and then when she's got the pistol drawn, she'll straight up put the pistol in their mouth and pull the trigger. What? <laughs> she can she knows karate, so like her counter move is not a punch. It's a spin kick. <laughs> so when you do the counter, she spin kicks them in the face. <laughs> Um, fuck that grandma. My grandma Jeez. is tough as fucking nails. Um, so when I get into heavy combat areas or where I know that I'd rather just say fuck it and go through and shoot everybody, I you, pull out grandma. You pull out the fucking grandma. Yeah, the other. I've got two. I've got two. Uh, two assassin grandmas, basically. But the and do they both have the same negative perk? No, no, neither of them have a negative perk. I thought you told me that uh, that one of your assassin grandmas had uh, uh, was a, like a spontaneous death uh, perk. So, uh, not on my grandma, but I did have a character just to see what would happen that had a perk that said doomed. Right. In the middle of one mission, uh, he had a heart attack and died. <laughs> Jeez. Well, I mean. And I just said switch to another operative, you know, and I was like. Okay, well, I guess that happened. That just happened. Okay. It doesn't really take that long to recruit. You do a mission that takes you, to recruit, it's going to take you 10 to 15 minutes. Okay. So there's that level of investment. The level of investment is finding the good characters. And so what you do is you scan people randomly as you do other things. And eventually you see one that's got a lot of good skills. So, like, I've got a ambulance driver that also has a trank gun. I so. Mean, as you do. Um. I had found two of them. One of them had the, I don't remember what the negative perk is, but basically he randomly hiccups. And so he alerts people. So 
after playing another character to see what that negative trait was like, like you'll hiccup and then, you know, like the like Metal Gear Solid, basically the little exclamation. <laughs> somebody sees that there's somebody sneaking around that just hiccuped. So basically, the, there's not a there's no rhyme or reason. It feels like sometimes to it. They have all sorts of mixed perks. Like I've got this, uh, like ultra hairstylist dude that also rocks her grenade launcher. Like he's the most fancy lad that has <laughs> a fucking grenade launcher and a desert eagle. <laughs> fucking fancy lad. I just it's it just it's a clash of stereotypes that I love so much because. He's a hairstylist. That's like what his deal is. He's got this like goofy faux hawk. And when I got him, like he just, he's the most well-dressed man that I have. And and, and he rocks a grenade launcher and a desert eagle. I mean. I mean, he yeah. fucks shit up. And it's just, I just like the dichotomy of it, which is one of the big reasons I recruited him. It's but, just, I, you know, just that or uh, the grandmas, like I really get a kick out of the grandmas. Like um, the the whole like you have to, it's a suspension of like you know it's you you have to look at this. This is fucking you know just like well, I have grandma. A, right? Well, I have the cosplayer that also comes that actually had something that actually matched what she did. It's a stealth skill, so she can actually go invisible, um, I'm... randomly. So it was actually a really good perk that I found randomly and just say occupation cosplayer. And the funny thing is. <laughs> Is she's randomly cosplaying like anime characters when she switches scenes? I've oh. got somebody that's a beekeeper that has a bee gun. A that, bee gun. Yeah, like, she shoots. She targets things and then she hits something. Hits them with something. It's a unique character, and then they a bee swarm the dudes. Oh wow! Um, she comes with a really weird outfit. But the like, I've got somebody that has something that just says clear roads. Right, he's. He's a delivery driver, and he has a skill that says clear road. And so you hit the button for clear road, and literally everything around you just starts crashing. So no. all the cars around you just start going off the road and running into lampposts and all sorts of shit. And it's got like a three-block radius, so as you're driving, it's just mayhem all over the place. <laughs> That's amazing. I just it's got There's a lot of goofy perks. I think to get the most enjoyment out of it, you need to do the missions until you start to lose. And then go on recruitment. I spent too much time in recruitment. There's some repeatable side quests that I didn't know about that are called 404 missions. So once you get to the point where you get the 404 missions, um, no, they just continue. At least in my opinion, they continue to spawn. Just like my dog has spawned at your side. Apparently. She is awakened. Um, overall, though, where I'm at right now, um, there's four main baddies that you got in four main storylines. I would say go through a storyline, complete it, then do a few side missions. Go through another storyline, complete it, do a few missions. And don't spend 40 hours in it like I have. I think I'm starting to get the fatigue of like doing too many of the side bullshit. That's that's a newbie game for you, though. Because the main bullshit's actually pretty good, but the side bullshit is starting to fatigue me. So, at this point, really, I'm just like trying to avoid the completionist in me and just get through those missions. Um, but it does add an extra wrinkle to it to have the permadeath because it makes you think about who you're going to pick. It's too easy without permadeath. You just basically go to a hospital and come back. Right. Yeah. Or you get arrested. Like, you can still get arrested in permadeath mode, but it's not 
doesn't happen that often, A. And B, like you lose an operative, like it really feels like, ah, oh, shit, man, that guy had this thing. So then I got two of each skill that I, my roster is like 25 deep at this point. Right. You, you just you, you just have a risk reward situation where you have to, you have to, you need, you need a couple of good hackers. You need a couple of people that are good with drones. You right. need a couple of, well, you really need about three or four people that are good with some kind of weapon, like good weapon. Um, and you need a couple of good drivers. Um, and you need a couple of long range hackers. Uh, that makes a big difference. There's no, the rewards to this game, the tech points, like at a certain point, most of this stuff doesn't matter. You just got to get to at least the deactivate on everything and get a really good spider drop bot. Right. And that does you good for most of it. Yeah. Anyways, long story short, and I'm starting to ramble. It's a good game. Um, that was really built for about 30 to 35 hours of play. Don't stretch it to 40 or 50. Right. I'll eventually actually play that game. It's just... It's 30 to 35 hours. I think you'll get what you want. If you completion this, I think you're going to... Unless it's the only game you got, you, like, it's, you're you just going to bore the shit out of yourself. It's going to hate life afterwards. Uh, yeah. It's got the busy quest system in it. For me, out of the tilt cast rating, it's, it's a 4 out of 5. 4? Wow. Wow. Oh, okay. I think it actually rated higher with some of the other sites, but just I feel like I have a really good handle on the game now with only one real baddie to finish. Um, and I finished that on my other games, so I know I've got four hours if I want to just blow on it and finish it at this point. Gotcha. Okay. You can get through all four main stereo lines in 15 hours. Okay. Yeah. I mean, if you just wanted to mainline the game, you could do that. Yeah. Okay. Cool. It's it's part of it's it's in the library and it is part of the things that I will be uh, eventually playing. It's just um, I don't know. I'm still kind of burned on Cyberpunk, and then it was it was my flavor of game has to change. Mine does too. You know you know, but I also do a full on flavor change for possibly some you know. Possibly up to like a month or two, depending on you know how I change things. I don't know, Jason. Did you finish Squadrons yet? Uh, not completely, no. But I mean, I've gotten through most of it. it there's not anything that you I pl- couldn't really tell you about it. I you just haven't finished the story. Play any online? A couple of matches. Okay. How'd you fare? Poorly. Average. Poorly. 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 <laughs> no, I'm, I mean, I did I did decent. I don't think it will necessarily be like a go-to multiplayer for me. It's not like a Call of Duty where that's all you'll end up playing is the multiplayer. Yeah. Okay. It, I mean, it's something I'll... It, it's more accessible to just... If I feel like flying around a little bit, sure, I'm going to jump on it, maybe do a couple matches of multiplayer for some flying, since, you know, it takes so much to jump into anything Elite else. Dangerous. You probably should play it, you know, pick up Everspace then. Um, um, you know, but, I mean, it's... The controls are really smooth, whether it's mouse and keyboard on your Xbox, which I did, or it's... The controller, obviously, it's designed specifically for the controller being, yeah, yeah. Um, 
I would really love to get on PC with a joystick, but yeah, I mean, there's um, there's all kinds of because things you it, can do with it. It Just, really does play almost exactly like Tie Fighter or. X-Wing or X-Wing Alliance. I mean, it's basically just a modernized version of those games. Yeah. Well. So, I mean, there's a whole lot of nostalgia to it, especially the campaign. Um, It's a really well-written and thought-out campaign. A change to Star Wars games, possibly? You know where they're not Maybe? shit? Maybe? Uh, <laughs> um. Kind of like uh, the campaign for Battlefront 2, it takes place, you know, not long after Indoor. Okay. Um, you know, Empire's fractured. There's a couple of admirals that are trying to hold everything together, you know, right. sort of thing. Right. Um, this obviously happened, it obviously happens after the events of Battlefront 2. Okay. But uh but somewhere somewhere around that time. It's not very long after. Okay. Cool. Yeah, it's yeah. just we just so. need some really good Star Wars games and there's a there's some light at the end of the tunnel for that type of thing too with uh you know with, with like what we discussed last week. Yeah, with, with the news, yeah. With uh Disney reopening the studio. Yeah. So hopefully that's a that's a thing that starts pumping out some really good fucking games. Cuz I mean, let's face it, you can say what you say what you will about games like uh Jedi Knight 2 and yeah. Uh, I'm thinking of the uh, classic and, Super NES LucasArts games. Oh god. Oh. I mean, yeah. Well, I mean, every... I'm looking at them through rose-colored glasses because it's part of my childhood, every, but... Every franchise game back then, though, was kind of pretty terrible. Yeah, I'm not... I mean, I remember, like, the... Uh, uh, I remember those those games, the Super Nintendo games. The, yeah, you know, like, like the Return scrolls. of the Jedi for Super SNES. Return of the Jedi. Yeah. Yes. The fucking side-scrolling fucking, you know, games. Those games? Yeah. Yeah. Those are, I mean, they have a special place. Um, but, but you can't say they were good, I to mean, be honest. They're, yeah, they were, um, not, they were not great. Really, uh, Super Star Wars. Really, TIE Fighter, X-Wing, and Dark Forces were the first good Star Wars games. Uh, the one for 64 was what? Um, um, the, that was... That was um, Rogue Squadron, or no, no, no. He's thinking that. of the uh, uh, something of the Empire, Shadows of the Empire. Okay, I actually remember liking it. that. Yeah, uh, I mean that was real. That was good. Republic I don't know Commando if could have been. But I don't know if that too. was a LucasArts game though. It was. Was it? Okay, it was. Um, that Dark Forces, Dark Forces Two, Jedi Knight, Republic Commando, Jedi Knight Two, Republic, Republic Commando. Commando. Republic Commando was really good. Actually, hmm. I wonder how that holds up nowadays. I probably not, not very that well. I mean, not it was a well. product of its time. Um, <laughs> so. I just remember the bug guts on your visor. Yeah, I mean, I own that game on Steam, and I did it mostly for the nostalgia of it. Right. It was. I just, don't know if it'd run on modern hardware, would it? 
I tried to play it. Yeah. And it's not necessarily that it didn't run. It actually ran quite well. Oh, well. But. But. I could not get that game to move fast enough. The camera system in the game is too slow now. <laughs> you're ex- you're expecting like, doom I'm, levels and you're not I, getting doom I'm levels. I'm used to modern shooter. Right. <laughs> modern shooters. And that is definitely not a modern shooter. That was <laughs> frame cap to 29 frames a second. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, and it doesn't, by today's standards, the graphics don't look great. But, I mean, it's not like it looks like complete shit either. Yeah, I mean. Yeah. You have to remember, Republic Commando came out in that bridge area between xbox and xbox 360 like it came out right before the 360 released um yeah this is uh looks a little different i remember yeah (laughs) okay let's understand i'm not going to download it and install it i mean for but for every good star wars game there were bad ones i just like jedi starfighter or uh, yeah or the the movie games, <laughs> like Attack of the Clones and Revenge of Sith, those were not good video games. I don't want to go down this rabbit hole. I'm thinking it's like I bet there's some mods. No, you you don't want to go down that rabbit hole. Don't. Uh, don't do I it. already looked. That that is something there, that you. Would there's have to not know. really any good ones. Yeah. 2005. Wow. Yeah. 16 years ago. That's a real. That's a really old game. Damn. So before we jump into the next for, set, for that, the campaign for Battlefront Two is a better Star Wars game than that. Of course, that's fair. Do we want to jump to our break? Yeah, let's go ahead and break. All right, we'll be back. back went on driving rusty crazy with clickies you were over there just like just a clicking away like fucking you were working or something yeah Uh, (laughs) i was taking these guys on a weird musical journey it was definitely a journey for sure so the the charles bertoot stuff with the tet what if you look up it looks like berthoud B-E-R-T-H-O-U-D. Okay. Charles Berthoud Tetris, then you'll understand where I was going with the weird bass playing stuff. Dude. That I, guy's pretty stupid, isn't he? That, I mean, there was a point where I just couldn't, I just couldn't, and I, my head ended up in my hands because he did some fucking weird, crazy shit with that, and I mean, I've listened to the main theme of Tetris, I don't know, forever, uh, and I have never heard anybody do anything n- remotely close to that. That was that was impressive. Actually, I, fucking impressive. I listen to a lot of music. I will tell you, and I listen to everything in between, right? But I do enjoy like raw talent a lot, like on a Guitar Hero level, so to speak. Um, I don't know of any bass player that touches Charles Bert- 
Bertude. It's and he's pretty creative. He's pretty all it's of nuts, man. Younger guy that um, kind of blows my doors off with just the level of creativity on a bass guitar, making it sound like classical guitar to weird jazz fusion stuff to just silly, goofy, ridiculous stuff, and then plus he's got a running internet rivalry with uh, Davey Five Hundred Four. Never heard Davey Five Hundred Four. He is the slap it guy. Slap it. Um, pretty funny guy. Um, but anyways, so that led me to showing the crew uh, King Crimson Life, <laughs> uh, and which is also a weird jazz journey as well. <laughs> it's <was> very weird. <laughs> he, uh, and and Rusty was, was trying to pick out the words to a song, which I thought was funny. I, I mean, as I was. Those stuff were pretty crazy. I was actually listening to it, and then I, I was listening to the lyrics, and I still hold true to uh, to my belief that he was singing about an oddly shaped paperclip. Uh, it's just <laughs> that was what it came off as. It doesn't make any sense, but that's what what he was. Uh, what I, mean, I imagine he was singing about. It's closer to jazz than it is rock. I will say that for sure. Right. It, it's it very is. much closer to jazz. But there's there's a, a couple moments where you just kind of like cock your head to the side. And you're like, okay, this shouldn't work and this should be noise, but it's actually not just noise. There is structure there and you just kind of have to like pick it out. And it it's music that makes your mind work. It's that's that's where I was where, uh, what I was getting from it is just like, OK, you can't listen to it at face value. You do have to actually work at it, which takes another level of uh, uh, of understanding, I guess. I was trying to explain to the crew here, like one of the ways, like if there's anything, I'm not a virtuoso mu- musician at any point. But I'm not. <laughs> But you don't I really, speak very often, do you? <laughs> no. But I really enjoy just listening to music in general, uh, and I prefer, I prefer smaller artists, to be honest with you. But it's not. I, I was telling them I don't really pick out lyrics at all, and this isn't me like having savant brain. It's just the way I'm wired. I like listening to parts of things that are interesting and unique, which leads me to interesting and unique music, whether it be electronic or rock or metal or whatever. I mean, or jazz or you know. And you listening to stuff like that has several unique parts and it gives me a multitude of re-listens that are fresh. And I listen to music when I work all day. Um, sometimes I create, I don't create playlists. I like to listen to whole albums and that's not me trying to be a hipster. It's just, there's like a cohesion there, right? Like usually an album, if it's a decent album, has a certain cohesion or theme or whatever, right? Mm. So you're like, I'm the mood for that album. And I sort everything by album and play it that way. And I'll, rotate albums out all the time but like i actually legitimately spend time at the beginning of the day trying to figure out what my album list for the day is going to be okay well that's something i don't do and Uh, and then listen throughout the day when i'm not on different calls with people all you know i'm always playing and pausing all the time it's but it keeps me locked into a groove and there's always something new i'm discovering on things that i've listened to for me it's more of a more of a genre th- style, and this is this is me, and I'm not big into I'm not as big into like the technicals of music as as you are, um, but uh, for me it is more of a style, and to be honest, my shit goes in a lot of different directions. Like for the most part, my 
where my comfort zone is, is electronic music. Because, for instance, I don't necessarily have to listen too hard to electronic music to get what I want out of it, which is basically like it's it's the energy drink of music for me. It is essentially it doesn't taste all that great. But it's got a good rhythm that I can follow, and it has ups and downs. Like I can get the energy off of a off that's, of a drop. That's you know? kind of where my headspace is if I'm listening to Gaga or Rob Zombie. Right, and and that's and that is just like it's 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 like the Cheetos for me. Yeah, it's 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 your standard fucking Red Bull, whatever fucking energy drink that you want uh, that you want to get into, and. That is how I can get through a, a, a fairly rough day without putting too much brain power into it. But I will listen to classical, and classical will actually is more of like an introspective thing. Where I'm, if I'm thinking about something, or if I have to write something, I'm I'm listening mostly to classical, uh, and then. I'll have a, like a weird fusion where sometimes I will go and look for you know like a uh, uh, a video game score that's done in classical that is relatable uh, because either I've played the game or something like that. Like and all those like Castlevania things that are on the internet. Right. Something, you know, Mega something Man, that... The Mega Man theme stuff or... Mega Man theme stuff is, is more of, uh, you know, more of in the electronic space for me. But that's... Uh, you know, but that's the kind of thing. Like if you if you get into... Uh, classical that's got, you know, touches of, you know, Castlevania or, uh, or Final Fantasy. Final Fantasy actually has a, you know, has an interesting sound to it. Uh, and, you know, as an example, Final Fantasy XIV soundtrack, like they have a fuckload of, of music for that game. And there are some fairly ambient tracks that you can play in the background that, you know, that's, you can get through a good portion of the day and have something that is either soothing or something that is upbeat. And that is, you know, it's a good mix of stuff. So that's another, you know, another set of, you know, of music. And I don't necessarily listen to hard rock or, you know, or metal or anything like that too often. I can appreciate it, but I can, you know, I was more of, I grew up kind of around in, you know, in, you know, grunge and, you know, I, I also had like ACDC as, you know, as a starting point because that's what, that was the first disc that my dad played for. It, me. it would be Kansas and Led Zeppelin and Pink Floyd for me were my. It was, it was that Metallica, stuff like that. All of those things that were basically the mainstream, you know, you know, rock from, you know, from the you know, late 70s, late seventies, early eighties, that was kind of where I started. And then I just found my own, you know, found my own way from there. So, I mean, we all have different musical, uh, mu- musical tastes for sure. And we use it for different things. Um, I wouldn't expect you to understand, you know, my enjoyment of electronic music because it's going to be completely different than yours. Music's always personal for everybody. Right. So I don't, I don't, I don't knock your, uh, this is actually straight at Earl. I don't knock (laughs) what you like unless it's Dave Matthews. (laughs) Damn Um, it. I love them. Oh no. Right. (laughs) Earl's been some musical fucking geniuses. They are Earl. (laughs) 
off and on has been a uh, <laughs> trolling me about Dave Matthews since I didn't share my smoked meat with him the other week. I mean, so you... I've gotten a few random texts that were literally just links to different Dave Matthews songs. <laughs> That's amazing. Because he knows uh, I just love his voice. Right. Yeah. He's, um, he's not a no talent ass clown. He's just an ass clown with talent. <laughs> That's true. Uh. <laughs> All right. That's why he always, if he's ever in a movie playing a part, he's usually playing an ass clown. There's a reason why. Yeah. Well, I mean, if it fits. Anywho, um, we should probably get into some games. Game news. Stuff. Did you look at the Game Pass stuff? I did. Actually, that's one of the things that I uh, that I was just looking at. So what was that? Um, so, uh, so the news story that broke. You know, it was today. Actually, um, oh, sidebar. If you type in "Why do people hate Dave Matthews?" was the first thing that came up. <laughs> Of course it is. Uh, so there was a there was a thing that uh, that came up from uh, from Microsoft today about Xbox Live Gold, uh, and the uh, the the thing about Microsoft Live Gold was that Microsoft wanted to charge more. Um, they were going to be raising the price of a gold membership. From what was it? Was it six dollars a month? I don't know. I haven't paid for gold in a long fucking time. Yeah, basically, um, it was sixty dollars a year. So it was six dollars a month. Uh, they were going to uh, bring the price of gold up to eleven dollars a month, and you could buy three months of gold for thirty dollars, or six months of gold for sixty dollars. So they were basically doubling the price of being able to play multiplayer games online because that's what gold right. gets you. Well, because the way they were uh, expanding it was, well, now the only auto-renew option you have is ultimate. Right. Well, that's the thing. They're try they, they were kind of moving people towards the price point of uh, Game Pass because it includes mm -hmm. gold. Uh, and I think that was kind of the goal here with this change. But of course, some people who just want to play games online with other people just pay for gold. And, you know, at six bucks a month, that was already kind of a, you know, a better pill. But people were paying it and have been paying it since the fucking Xbox Gold, you know, came to be. Um, so that... That started a shitstorm online. And this was like twelve hours ago. You know that started all kinds of shit. There was some. There was some uproar, and I can definitely understand. I mean, if you don't give a fuck about the you know, about Game Pass. You just want to play with games with your buddies. Doubling the price of that is, you know, yeah, that's bad. It's kind of a shit move. So, uh, so this just came in actually about. 30 minutes ago, um, there was a complete about face on the, you know, on the pricing for it. Um, though. Oh, so the, so I guess the price, wait, what? Okay. So, so the, uh, uh, about face was they were going to reverse what, you know, uh, everything they had announced earlier because they heard the internet community just go into an uproar about it. 
Um, though, and what they were also doing is they were making any free-to-play games no longer require Xbox Live membership, which I guess, I mean, that's a good thing. If you're playing a free-to-play game, you wouldn't want to have to spend, um, you know, a monthly transaction to uh, to be able to play that, you know, online, especially if it was an online-only game. Um, so that's one positive that, you know, positive change that's come out of this. Uh, they were working hard to deliver that change as soon as possible is what they said. Um, if you are an Xbox Live Gold member now, uh, you will stay at your current price for renewal. New and existing members of Xbox Live Gold uh, will spend $9 or t- basically $10 a month or $25 for three months or six, you know, $60 for six, you know, s- or the, no, same, the same price. So, okay. It's, it's nine ninety nine for one month, twenty four ninety nine for three months, thirty nine ninety nine for six months, and you know fifty nine ninety nine for twelve months. Good. So that is basically the same price, whereas the, that it was before. Right. The the single month, you know, if you're paying month to month, it's the still the single $10. month. Basically, the single month went from five ninety nine to. To nine ninety nine. Right. That's the different. That's the difference I'm seeing there. They're they're still going to charge you more for a si- single month and, subscription. And that's kind of that was kind of the thing they wanted to get people off of the single month because I mean transaction yeah. charges are well thing. not many. Not I am I would imagine just based on how I know other people do things, mm-hmm. I would venture a bet. That better than half of their subscribers did not do yearly subscription like we did. Right. Well, that's that's true. I mean, there was a point in time where I'd paid month to month, but after I think their first price increase, I went you know to a six month plan and just went with that. Um, but I've I've yeah, gone, I've always renewed that yearly. I've gone Game Pass Ultimate you know, since then, because I mean, game Pass is we've said many, many times on this show that game pass is actually a really good deal. Um, yeah. We're actually, me and rust, you're kind of finding some things to try to play on game pass right now. Yeah. It's, we I didn't mean, dig into it, but it's given us a little bit more options with our multiplayer. Right. There's, there's definitely things that we can do. We were, we were, we want to talk about what we did. <laughs> no, we can leave that for another show okay. because we want to play it out to see how it works. True, that's true. The short okay. version is that me and him are trying out, trying to figure out why people hate Young Blood so much, and it's kind of so far. The quick version is death by a thousand cuts, but there's some fun to be had. I mean, there is, there is. I mean, this is far from our. We full could go on this on. for quite a while, right? But. There was points where I was cracking, you know, uh, cracking jokes to the point where I was annoying Justin with the jokes, but they were totally valid questions. Most of the time. Uh, 99% of the time, unless I was fucking around. But yes, I mean, the yeah, they just didn't have anybody that would listen to somebody like me playing the game. Um, 
during development. Anywho, uh, that's pretty much what I saw from that. So this this is a fairly big and quick change for Microsoft. You know, just just saying that they're able to actually look and you know and react to this type of thing. Yeah, I mean that's actually a good thing. Uh, so they turned they turned their PR direction around fairly quickly in a, in the course of about twelve hours today. Um, but it's also it should be said this is kind of like you you see what they wanted to do. So I mean, if you're still a uh, a gold member and you're looking at a gold member, um, <laughs> if you're still subscribed to Xbox Live Gold and you're wondering what the future looks like. This is a good hint. They're wanting to transition things to ultimate. And I mean, they've, they've tried, I think twice now to, uh, you know, to get people to go to a single style service with, you know, with Xbox, uh, ultimate, you know, Xbox game pass and the incentive to do the, you know, game pass where it was like a $1 upgrade per month. Um, that was what, about a year ago that lasted until auto renewals hit. And then people were like, Oh yeah. What? You're only going to let me renew this for six months at $60. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck you. So (laughs) they're definitely wanting to, uh, uh, to streamline things. And this is what that, this is how I read it, uh, from the, uh, from the Reddit. Um, that's what I had. Do do you 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 have the? Do you have anything to add to said thing, sir? Um, just that there's a little bit of rumor that Valve is back in the uh, development space for some single player games. Do the the Gaben has spoken. The Gaben has spoken. Now he had ha- had actually said uh, that. Uh, the success of Half-Life Alex actually kind of lit a fire in the development team for single player games uh in you know in you know in Valve which is good because and lit his own fire well i mean all he had to see was dollar signs i mean that's gabe uh but Half-Life Alex actually start you know started a you know a uh, started a thing in Valve to kind of get them looking at uh, developing, you know, single player games again. And he did, in fact, say that there are single player games in development, for, you know, directly from Valve again, which is great considering that is, I mean, outside of Half-Life Alex, one of the first few times that we've heard that. Yep. Um, does this mean Half-Life 3 is confirmed? Nah. <laughs> no, but here's the thing. No, like, I, I just... still get the impression that Gabe's not interested in that at all. No, I think he is, but I think the fact that the internet continues to ask for Half-Life 3 just fuels the fire for him not to actually make it. The one thing I do enjoy about Valve, right? Like, I think we all like Steam pretty well. Um, and been fans, I mean, one of my favorite games of all time is the Half-Life series. Wow. Um, but is that he's played such an integral role at that studio, right? Like Gabe is an OG developer who happens to be a billionaire at this point, right? 
um, but didn't start off that way. And he's a very vocal, well, I say very vocal, when he does actually do an interview of some sort, right? Like right. he's not shy about telling things, telling there's something in the works. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, you got him and you've got the dude from Epic, and I can't remember his name off the top of my head because I'm a little bit tired. But like both those people have been not Cliffy B, so to speak, right? Like talented and successful and done something more. And Gabe just does things on Gabe time, right? Like on Valve time, as I've heard before. Right. They just get a hair up their ass and they're like, yeah, we're going to do something. All right, let's make it right. Let's make it highly optimized and be a showcase for technology of some sort while still actually being pretty badass. Whereas that's basically what Half-Life Alex is. You know, they were like, yeah. we need something for our, we need something for the VR rig. What better thing to go with one of our showcase franchises, Half-Life, and do a tie-in with that with the new, the, with the index controllers. Right, exactly. Um, apparently there's a lot of stuff that's been cut that would have made it into it, but they wanted to have more for more VR support. Yeah. What I also found interesting from that article that you're talking about was uh, uh, they, of course, asked him about cyberpunk. Oh, yeah. With everything going on around that. Um, and he basically said, you know, I had fun. I feel for... I feel for the situation that every game developer finds themselves in. Yep. I feel their pain. And then he was like, all I know is there's a lot of happy gamers in the PC space. Because <laughs> all he has to do is look at the numbers. Like. He's like, yeah, dude, we made so much money off of Cyberpunk 2077. <laughs> I'm just, it's just, this was something that was irritating me. Um, and. When we get to the game of the year discussion, but, I feel like we're going to have a little bit of different take. If you didn't run it on the old gen hardware, the experience was vastly different. And because there's just like anything in the last, I'd say, five years or maybe more, but really in the last five years mm-hmm. with, uh, I hate to use the term, but basically like a cancel culture gamer thing where we get a very vocal minority that stirs up some heat on a game. And then suddenly everybody likes to pile on it. I'm even listening to some Game of the Year podcast where they can't put Cyberpunk in any category because all they want to do is mirror the hate that everybody's been. And I say it's everybody. It's a vocal minority. It's a very small group that's really pissed off that it didn't run on their PS4. And it didn't have a perfect launch. And they set unrealistic expectations. And it's like you get people our age mirroring the opinions of like 15-year-olds on the internet. Right, that didn't get the perfect game, and we and we, we grew up with Bethesda, so yeah, like, we've seen some broken games. I oh mean, yeah, I mean, Skyrim I, was pretty broke as shit when it came out, and has been released on like fifty consoles at this point. I like. remember. Surprise! Skyrim isn't mobile at this point. I oh, mean, I remember when Oblivion came out. Well, remember the pre-release. How broken that game was. Right. And the pre-release like, videos and screenshots and things of that nature that were coming out. It's like, oh, man, it almost looks real. I remember thinking mm, that. Because yeah. of where graphics were back in like 05, 06, oh whatever. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Uh, and then it ran like absolute dog shit on my PC because it wasn't powerful enough. Shit. It ran like a, dog shit on the Xbox 360. Yeah, but it was one of the flagship games. Yeah. Yeah. No, we've seen some shit. Uh, it, it's just, uh, yeah, the, um, 
Yeah, to be fair, Oblivion is not their crown jewel. No, it really no. isn't. But it, I mean, it had some distinctions. Yeah. Skyrim redeemed a lot for them. Yeah, it had some distinctions. Skyrim so and Fallout Three were kind of their crown jewels. True. Yeah, New true. Vegas isn't really technically theirs. No, it really isn't. But um, but yeah, the there's oh god, where the fuck was my thought going? Um, we're used to it. Yeah. The, at an, at our age, like we should be used to, it's no excuse to not release stuff that's done. True, but you also have no matter how big the studio, your QA department's only going to catch so much, and we can admit that CD Projekt Red made some bad decisions to release it on old gen hardware before it was ready. That is correct, I'm, I'm and right. I mean they did Witcher two right on a PC only release, and then a year later ported it to three sixty. So, just food for thought, right? They made a bad decision, but it didn't mean the, the game was bad, so to speak. It was, it was, it's poor on PS4 because you're playing a shitty alpha version, is what it feels like. Yeah, it's yeah. It was just a, it was a, a bad decision. Um, so yeah, it's probably gonna be on our list for sure. Um. Well, it wasn't the greatest game in the world, but still, I mean, it was, it was still just, playable. It was just irritating to even listen to people that I really like, like rationalizing why it wasn't a good, even good for like best graphics or something like that, because it was too samey and then they just kind of continued to revert back to other things. Like I was thinking about that and I was like, well, I didn't finish Final Fantasy VII Remake because they still haven't fixed a texture pop issue that still hasn't even got a 1.1 update and it came out in April. Right. And I just wanted them to get the 1.1 update to get textures to load in because my door still looks like it was made in 2010 while the rest of the game looks like it came out in 2020. I mean, I'm not going to play a PlayStation game until I get a PS5. That's kind of what that's. And that's the sad thing is as soon as I saw PS5 was coming out, I basically I have. You missed out on the ghost. I have ghosts, uh, you know, ghosts sitting right on the PS4. Which still works to my Ghost knowledge. Shame is pretty amazing. Um, but I said I'm just gonna wait till I get a PS5 because that game looks and plays better on you know on a PS5. But to um, be honest, it played perfectly well on my. And PS4. that's and that's fine. And that is fine. But it didn't even I over-engineer have long, everything. And it didn't I must even have, to, have long load times. I just have to have it. Just. Just play it, the game. Gives me just play the game. Gives me just play the game. I am the just, only the only thing to play on PS5 right now is Darks. So Demon Souls. Anyway, um, the uh, yeah, golly, it's been a while. Um, no, I I want to I want to pick up a PS5, and there's. There's a couple reasons behind that, of course, is the hardware is a, you know, is a big thing for me. But um, just having the, you know, I picked up a PS5 controller for PC, by the way, fucking works awesome. Um, doesn't require DS4 Windows for sure. Uh, just, nice. It just hook it up and plays USB-C, perfect, awesome. Um, but yeah, I'm going to end up picking up a PS5 and I'm going to go back and actually play some of the PS4 games that I missed, uh, you know, because I have an issue with load times and 
I don't care if you say it's slow or not slow. You're spoiled I, by NVMe. I am spoiled by NVMe and you don't understand, sir. Hey, so real quick, um, <laughs> one last thing. We've got a, a new biome coming up to Deep Rock Galactic here pretty soon. Actually, I saw something about it being in the game today, wasn't it? Yep. <laughs> so, I don't know if... You... So, tomorrow. So, tomorrow. For um, me. <laughs> well, obviously. I mean, it's fucking late tonight. But, um, but yeah, that was... That game continues to get fairly regular updates every few months of adding something new, and it has been in full release mode since, like, May. So, new enemies, too, by the way. New enemies? Mm. Yeah. So, this is a PC gaming article, and I'll just kind of read from it. So, you'll be able to do the usual range of missions in the new biomes, so they'll just slot into the rotation as new options to keep the games fresh. Bigger deal with update 33 is it also adds two types of dreadnought. Deep the hive guard is a boss fight with multiple phases. Ooh. It summons in a gang of sentinels to harass you while it pummels you with explosive rocks. Of course it does. Um, once you get through that phase, it opens up weak points that you have to shoot before it finally releases. It's uh, it uncovers its butt, and you have to shoot it in the butt just yep. like every other bug. Yeah. <clears throat> um. You only have 30 seconds every time it releases its weak spot. Oh, okay. Yeah, that sounds like a pain in the ass. A fucking ammo dump for sure. There's also yeah. two new other dreadnoughts as well. Need plenty of nitra going into that one. Yeah, well, yeah. I'm I'm still thinking, is it still possible to drop a ammo uh, an ammo drop on its head? <laughs> That's my thing. Yeah, because we did that like twice the other night. <laughs> we could we could probably maybe engineer a situation where an ammo drop drops right on top of it and kills it instantly, and that would be probably the way to go. Um, <clears throat> no, you just wait for, was it the Devastator? What's the big one? I mean, that's the Dreadnought. Not uh, the Dreadnought. Oh, the uh, uh, Oppressor. Yeah, where the oppressor kills somebody, and then when they're like feasting on their body, you do the, <laughs> you drop, the, drop the ammo drop on its on its ass. So what they're talking about is, I got my ass beat by two oppressors that snuck up behind me. Mm-hmm. They snuck up behind. They were not that sneaky. And, yeah, they snuck up behind. Well, you. they are when you're in the middle of mining and they come down the wall. <laughs> Whatever the case may be, but you died. I was dead. Two oppressors on top of my dead body, and Justin decides, I'm just going to drop a Nemo drop here. I mean, why? We had like 300 Boom. nitro. Why yeah. not? Why not? Boom. We, Both of them dead. We just needed we, we needed ammo. It just happened to be two birds with one stone. <laughs> <laughs> For those of you, if you haven't experienced Deep Rock, it is on Game Pass. If you want to play it with us, though, you need to play it on Steam. Yeah. I don't want to give up my progress to go over to Game Pass. Yeah, me. no shit. I mean, it it has there's there's some there's some work that you can put into it to get your characters up to. If they had a cross uh, speed. save option or import option for me to move my progress over to Game Pass, better bet your happy ass I'd probably do it twice or if they could get cross play going, I think that would be cool. Yeah. That's one thing, you know, if if there's one thing that I want to see, you know, over the next year or two is you know, is Steam. more cross play 
Yeah, Steam and compatibility and Game Pass crossplay. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'd love to see Steam and Microsoft work on that together. Yeah, the, I mean, and Microsoft's we, already releasing games on Steam right now, so like, I don't see a reason why there isn't a crossplay option. Well, there's there's a couple different things that. Well, it um, only cross places on fir- first uh, first party titles. Right. So like Halo cross plays, but like anything that's a game on Game Pass doesn't interface yeah. with Steam. Well, we're seeing more and more cross play. I mean, like, you know, for instance, Fortnite basically can cross play. And, stuff like well, that. But, and like, you know, uh, like Fortnite makes more money than almost everything. I out know, there, but so that they can afford it. Or like uh, um, uh, Call of Duty, Modern Warfare and Warzone cross play the console with both Windows Store and uh, Steam versions of Right. Call of Duty. It's probably still a pipe dream to get, uh, you know, Sony and Microsoft to play nice together. But yeah, no. Um, but Microsoft and Steam, yeah, I'd love to see more games. Yeah. Do it. Well, I think with that, just be looking forward to new things next week, and that keeps it gray. But we would like to record Game of the Year. <laughs> um, where can you find us, Jason? Find us at TiltCast.com. Find us on Facebook and Twitter.com slash TiltCast. Our YouTube channel is YouTube.com slash TheRealTiltCast. And search for us on iTunes and Spotify. Rate us and review us. Find some more friends of the show. We've got Cabbage, GBG. You've got um, NoQuarters.net. You've got BMFCast.com. You've got Picking Up the Pixels. And you've got TVGP.TV. They have the nymph, and I don't know if he has a hotas or not. And with that, it's the end of the show. <laughs> All right. Peace.